No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime. Your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. I'll say it louder for those in the back. GameTime is your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. But not just the game, also music tickets and everything else your heart desires. The app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. So head on over to the App Store or Play Store to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. I've learned that you got to have the dialogue to have the monologue, just as you have to have a monologue to have the dialogue. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Taz Mellis. Hey, guys. Hey, Taz. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last but not least, making the magic happen live from Bowmanville, Ontario, it's JD. How's it going, eh? What's hey, up, hey? JD. Guys, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks, Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. Guys, fun one here. Fun Friday show. We got Tass's worst of the week. We're going to fire the pun gun. And we'll end another great week of No Dunks content with a little rapid fire fun. Mm. But first, hit us with that drop, JD. Mellow. Oh, man. Mm. It's been so long. <laughs> you know what? One more time for Matty O. Mellow. Yeah. Oh, he loves it in my it. ears. Guys, guys, <laughs> crazy news coming through on Thursday night. Woj with the bomb. The Portland Trailblazers have agreed to sign Carmelo Anthony. Mellow. To a non-guaranteed deal. Here we go. <laughs> what should we expect from Mello in Portland? Can he help the Blazers out? I think he's better than anything they have starting at the power forward position. Okay. Look at it. I'm with you. It's not great right now. Zach Collins is out. Their third-year player would be starting there. He's part of their future. He's out for a long time. Mario Hazonia is a fifth-year player who's shooting about 30%. <laughs> this, this ain't baseball. It's not good. It doesn't seem to be getting any better. And he's playing with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. So if it's not going well now, it's not going to improve. Anthony Tolliver is even worse than that. And he's definitely a backup. And it's odd that he's not shooting well because that's his job. So Melo comes in and people say, what about the defense? Well, what, what about the defense? Yeah, well, the defense Have you seen is, Mario Hazonia play defense? That's what about the defense. This deal was done when Hazonia got cooked by Pascal Siakam. Three straight possessions, walked off shaking his head. Neil O'Shea picks up the phone. He's like, we got to do something. Literally anything will be better than this. So if you're not going to play defense with the guys you have, at least get somebody who's better on offense. Yeah, I think they just outscore people. Last year, it's, it's odd that they went to the Western Conference Finals, but they didn't have a good defense. They were mediocre on, on, on defense, I should say. And even... Uh, uh, right now on the defensive end, they're basically the same. It's just they dropped so much on offense, big time. They were a great offensive team last year. And again, Lillard can't do any more. We've talked about his numbers across the board. CJ's got to get start to get hot, but he's always a slow starter. 
Mallow's the answer. <laughs> it's, a, it's a better option. Why not if you're the Blazers right so now? So low, low risk is what it, you're uh, saying. Totally low because risk. Because especially not being guaranteed. It doesn't become fully guaranteed, yeah. the contract, um, if he's, it, until January 7th, yes. if he's not waived before then. And the, one of the issues with Mallow was whether or not he was going to come off the bench in uh, Houston and OKC, and he was sort of adamant that he wasn't. He's since said... He did I'll, come off the bench in Houston. Yeah. All the he time. did. And, yeah. he, and even in OKC, at, at times, he was... Seemed to be okay. Well, he was with it. he was putting up more of a fight. Yeah, right. With, right through the media right. in OKC, he came off the bench. In okay, so the point the point is though now will he do that? Well, the Blazers may as well start him right now because uh, you know as you said there, Tass. There's wow. not. There's, yeah. Well, I mean, who else is? You know, Rodney Hood is there. Nasir Little. I mean, yeah, he got to start on Wednesday. You're right. Um, you know, 19 year old kid. He's yeah. good energy. But but, but, but this is the, a lot this is him. more uh, this is more reflective of just where the Blazers are right now. The season's already sort of slipping away. They go on a huge road trip now, six games. And they they go to Houston, ironically, on Monday night, which yeah. would be kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they start in San Antonio. There's Cleveland and Chicago also on that trip. So there's a couple of winnable games here. But really, this is more the Blazers like... We could easily be sort of four and fifteen here, and in real trouble. Yeah, for they the are. They are like this is a, this is a desperation move. I, I think we all agree with that because they're four and eight, and they're they're sliding down in the Western Conference standings there. And you know, you said it, Tess. Yeah, things fell their way, but they did go to the Western Conference Finals to go to be in the Western Conference Finals, and then yes, to lose players due to injury and some guys leaving, but to still have star players on your team and then not even make the playoffs. Ooh, that's a that'd be a tough pill to swallow. So yeah. Rolling the dice on Mello and his hats? Why not? Oh, yeah, I love it. This is actually a super Lee Ellis move. Why not? That's even the <laughs> quotes from the Blazers. Damian Lillard said, it's worth a shot. Somebody inside the team, Jason Quick of The Athletic is reporting, just said, who knows? Another guy said, we'll see. <laughs> it's a desperation move, but they yeah. got to do something. And honestly, maybe the, the emotional boost of getting a guy that pretty much every NBA player wants back in the league cheers them up, <laughs> improves, the, improves the, the team, you know, psyche. Maybe they're in a little bit better mood, getting a, some sort of help. I don't know. I mean, nobody's super confident that Melo's going to come in and light it up, but at least it's something different. They needed a shot in the arm. They needed a ginger shot from Lee Ellis. <laughs> Why not? Give me a ginger shot. Definitely needed Mello, that there. the ginger shot of the NBA. In Portland. Uh, the thing is with Melo, this, this will be good in a way that he does get blamed for what happened in Houston. He won't get blamed for what happened here in Portland because no. they're already bad. Right. So it's really for Mello, it's, it can only be kind of positive in a sense, kind of. I mean... Yeah, I guess you... <laughs> well, I guess it no, could no, go horribly wrong. It, it he could, could. He could shoot 20%. Yeah. This is his last chance, though, it feels like. Well, yeah. It, it's like, just, how, how else is guys, it going to work out? Yeah. I'm annoying. just saying, though, like from a sense that like if he comes into a team that's already bad... No, I and agree. they stay getting worse... Oh, even if, well, he, yeah, even if he joins the Blazers at the start of the season... And, and then they're four and eight. You're right. He's going to take some of but the no, that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm, that's I'm what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Last year he got the blame. He didn't deserve it. But yeah. if he if he comes here and the, you know has a few games offensively and st- he can show shows that he can still shoot the ball and they wave him, another team might say, you know what? Yeah. He was a he was a, a necessity in Portland, but we could maybe have a luxury. Yeah. Mello coming off the bench for a playoff team, um, so that that could help him. But of course, you know. He had some okay offensive games for the Rockets. It was the, the defense is where he really got yeah. uh, destroyed. Well, let me ask you. So Melo played 10 games for Houston last year. That's it. <laughs> it feels like it was more. We talked about him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he averaged 13.4.4 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, half an assist in almost 30 <laughs> minutes per game. That's a little wild. Um, he shot 40.5% from the floor and 32.8% from three. I'm talking about those 10 games. I put the poll up last night. Do you think he'll perform... Better or worse with the Blazers in terms of just sort of the raw numbers, the shooting specifically? I saw your poll, and I voted, and I voted 
better. Yeah. And, I'm and, on and Mellow Island. something like 60% plus did, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Mellow Island is fairly well populated. People are still... You know, we we lost some people there for a while, but uh, uh, this is a system that is more tailored to Mello's strengths, no doubt. They a they need his scoring. B they yeah. play an isolation heavy style, anyways. Lillard isolates a lot. McCollum isolates a lot. Even Anthony Simons gets a lot of ISO touches. That plays into Mello's strength. If he's able to give him fifteen points a game, that's a huge find for the Blazers. Yeah, they're playing ISO ball uh, every day, <laughs> every single all three of their guys who score really in Mello. Or, I'm sorry, and Lillard. C.J. McCollum and Rodney Hood, that's what they do. And now you add a fourth. Rodney Hood starting at the small four position, undersized. Mellow's coming in there. The guy gets scored. The numbers, I think, are going to be the, the same. And, yeah, we talked about him a lot last year in those ten games because he's Carmelo Anthony because of what he's done in his past. Yeah. He's just not the same guy. But he is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and it's fun to talk about Carmelo Anthony. Even in the summer, Damon Lillard was asked on Twitter, hey, why don't you guys go get Mellow? And he said, we don't have money. That's what he said on Twitter. And, yeah. yeah, well, they still don't have money, but they're signing him to a non-guaranteed deal. And uh, he's going to be making like what, like fifteen thousand dollars a day or something? Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> not not a bad. bad gig if you can yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dan Devine is right with what Melo needs to get back to doing on the basketball court, and that is at the very least get his catch and shoot sort of efficiency, you know, back up to where it was two seasons ago when he was with OKC. He knocked down thirty-seven point three percent of his off-the-catch triples. If he can just give the Blazers those type of numbers where a lot of attention is on Lillard, is on McCollum, in ISO, maybe on the other side of the floor, and then they can drive and kick it out to him. He can knock those down. That's something. But in those 10 games, that's where he really did struggle with Houston. He couldn't hit those threes, and he shot something like 27% off those catch uh, and shoot threes. So that's, of course, something to watch. But you guys are basically saying defensively, it's like, yeah, even if teams go at Melo, why wouldn't you if you're yep. the other team? And we've seen it before in playoff series and even with his time with the Rockets. It's sort of like, yeah, he's going to get exploited probably, abused a little bit on that end, but so are the other guys they're playing for the most part. So why not counter it with a little bit of uh, mellow offense? Is that fair? That's Basically, that's 100% my yeah. thinking. If you can't stop him, outscore him, like Tass said. Hazonia and Anthony Tolliver, they're not shutting anybody down. You know, Anthony Tolliver's even older than Mello. So uh, I guess at least you're raising your floor on one end of the court and your floor on the other end is already at the basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're 19th on defense now. That's just the way it's going to be. They're terrible. <laughs> wow, that, that, that seems actually better. Yeah, than you would have thought. Than yeah. you would have thought. But last year they were also a mediocre uh, team that on that end. They don't assist on their on their shots at all. They're last in assist rate by far already, especially with Rodney Hood. Again, that's just how that's who they are. And, and you mentioned the OKC days, Skeets. I didn't make a mistake. He did. He never came off the bench there. He did. He did gripe about it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I, th- yeah. I think he's been. <laughs> who, me? Yeah. Right. But Houston, I'm right. He Houston, came off the yeah. bench. Yeah. But I, I think he's been fine with that. I know he griped a bit, but I... Well, he's also been out of the league a year, and he's finally getting a chance. I imagine he will say, sure, yeah, if my contract is non-guaranteed, I'll come off the Well, that's That's what you're seeing. Everybody's saying, hey, Mello, look what Dwight Howard did. Mm -hmm. Look what Dwight Howard (laughs) did. You know, this was his... It felt like a last chance here getting picked back up by the Lakers, a non-guaranteed deal as well, and look how great he's playing. Mm. Can you do that? Mm. I don't know if it's fair, that comparison. Like, no, because Dwight's affecting it defensively. Defensively, and he was, I mean, I think he had a somewhat of a built-in excuse. He was injured. The guy had back problems. He's healthy, and he's, and he's engaged. But look, he's, you know, he's playing his role perfectly. So Mello plays his role, um, which is really hitting shots and scoring. 
yep. and can contribute there, then it's going to work out. And, and they really, it's low risk and they got nothing to lose because there's nothing. Like, look, they, Kenneth Farid isn't even available. I mean, he's signed in China. He's gone. Mm. Um, he's, getting, he's getting paid a lot more than $15 oh, million sure dollars per yeah. day, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So Melo didn't want to go the China route. Yeah. Um, mm. But Portland's bench, you said, do you think he will start or not? Uh, Melo. I don't think he starts the very first game. I don't yeah. think. Agreed. I just I, probably but I, not. But, yeah. but I think I think uh, Terry Stutz, Terry, Terry Stutz is not going to be saying, "Listen, you must come off the bench." I think at, at this point, Terry Stutz is like, "We'll, we'll take anyone, yeah. really." Yeah. So, they, but yeah. take a game just to sort of get back into it. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't, uh, the the hoodie mellow we see in the gym is better than Mario Hazonia. He just is. He's, yep. He can score, and he should get open shots. And Mario Hazonia was, and he couldn't score. It's unfortunate, but Mario Hazonia was this athletic freak, but he just hasn't found it in the NBA. Um, they could use a little uh, boost to their bench production. The Blazers are 27th in scoring and field goal percentage. Mm. Their benches. So whoever's coming off the bench, even if Melo is in the starting lineup, maybe some of those guys that were being asked a little to do a little too much in the starting lineup, maybe they can help out with the uh, Blazers bench. They, I mean, I don't think the Blazers are done here either. I, you know, they do have they do have contracts to uh, expiring contracts in Whiteside with 27 million, mm-hmm. Bazemore, you know, nearly 20 million, 19 million. Yeah, to, to dangle out there on the market yeah. to see to see if they can get some more talent around these guys. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get Iguodala from Memphis somehow. <laughs> I do, because then oh, they, for they, sure they, that would be amazing. Yeah, if, okay. they, if they can somehow yeah. get him to to again give them another boost, get some defense. They just got to give up one of their exactly their young they parts. Up? Yeah, but yeah. but again, when you got Lillard at this point of his career, you can't afford to just say we're going to mail in this season. You have to you have to do something. So if that does mean you mortgage a little bit of your future with one of your young players to get Iggy, go for it. I know they're uh, a big part of Melo going to Portland is the hat situation, as you mentioned yesterday on Twitter. He mm. can wear hats twelve months a year, three hundred sixty five days a year. His nicknames on Basketball Reference. One involves a, a hat, as we know, a, a, a semi, a, a pseudo <laughs> so hat, hoodie, a pseudo hoodie, hat, hoodie, hoodie mellow, okay. <laughs> hoodie mellow, <laughs> mellow, <laughs> mellow is, is classified as a nickname here. Sure. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, it so is. The third one, the third one, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. Is and it, that's why I bring it up. Related? Is it hat related? No, no. I, I guess you could make this a hat if you're <laughs> creative. Is it, um, you could make it a hat. Hand, <laughs> Don't hand, think of it as a hat. Olympic, man, man. Olympic mellow or something like that? No, 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 no. no, no. It's, it's a, it's a physical item. No, it's oh. not clothing. It's, it's a, Be- beanie <laughs> mellow? No. Because oh, he was wearing a beanie. It's an, obje- it's an object. Umbrella man. No. It's an object. Um, it's an object. It's an object to eat. Hot dog guy. No. Oh, well. Mm. Is man, it, this is tough. Car- it's part of it. The, the food part is part of it. Yellow mellow? S- yeah, get there, you get there. Smooth butter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, it relates to his name. It relates. It's part Car- of his name. Caramel. Oh, get there. Get, not, there, get there, get there, get there, get there, get there. Caramello. Caramello. No, it has nothing to do with caramel. Oh, uh, uh, um, mellow yellow. With an object mellow you eat or food. food. It's a food. food. It's a food. Not a drink. It's a. It's a play on a food. <laughs> it's a play on a food. Play on a food. Jello. You're saying. You're saying. Jello. No. Oh, that's good, JD. You're saying the word mellow. Mellow is a big part of it. Marshmallow. Yeah. It's not. It's not the way you say it. No. Mellow. M M E L O. Melodrama. Melon. It's sweet melon. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell has ever called him sweet melon? Oh, that's a good nickname. Sweet melon. Uh, well, that's yeah. what he's going to be called exclusively now, playing for the yeah. Trailblazers. But you're right, the hats, 
perfect. It's uh, local legend has it that it rains 300 days a year in Portland. So that's a hundred days for hats. Yeah. That's a hundred days for hoodies. <laughs> and I'm hoping he brings some fancy umbrellas. We know that Mello loves to get into rich guy stuff. He's always right. talking about tech and investing and cool hats and cravats and ascots and all this kind of stuff. 300 days a year is a lot of variety. So let's see what kind of Gucci umbrellas you can bring out. So what, bring like out the a, Burberry plaid. Like Fonsworth uh, Bentley or something like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, just come strolling down, twisting and a turning. Could right. be cool. Um, we may have, uh, may have uh, knocked a prediction out of the park when we were stepping on the beach earlier in November. I remember we had the question about should Commissioner Silver mm. add some more all-star honorees? Uh, this year again, like we had with Dirk and Wade, and we were talking about the idea of Vince, but then we were like, ah, there's no one really to pair him with. Yeah. You know, Vince is in the East. It's like, do you just do one? Is that a little weird? And then I think we sort of like, hey, if Melo was in the league, it worked out perfect. He was in the Western Conference. Oh, man, yeah. Smart move going West. It's, I think it's in play. I think it's <laughs> in play. If Melo's guy in, who but, wasn't signed at the beginning of the but year. But if Melo if makes it clear... That it's very much his last season. Well, he has That's, to, that he? would yeah. be the important part. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's ready to do that. Though, though. Dirk never technically did. Either. Well, Dirk never did, but the Mavs and the NBA yeah, basically yeah, said, yeah, yeah. "No, you're not coming back anymore." <laughs> yeah, but I, hey, look, don't be surprised. I tweeted it last night, yeah. February first, twenty twenty. We're going to see that, uh, you know, that official release from the NBA that Commissioner Silver has named Vince Carter of the Hawks and and um, Carmelo Anthony of the Blazers. To the All Star Game. That that just sounds weird as well when you say those guys with those teams. I know I know Vince yeah. is on his second year with the Hawks, yeah. but Atlanta's Vince Carter and Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? I'd love to see. I'm all on board now again. If it's those two guys, yeah. perfect, perfect. And people are like, Vince is going to be in the dunk contest anyway. Let's put Melo in the three point contest and see what sure, he can do. Why not? That. Oh my goodness, so great to have Carmelo Anthony back in <laughs> it was lives. It was a pretty... I love it. I love uh, it. It was a pretty funny moment when Woj tweeted it last night. Like, everyone just commented one way or the other. You know, he's a bust, he's done. Yeah. Or it's like, yes, finally. I think I'll, I would say a lot of people are pretty excited that at least he's, like, not... He didn't just... He's going to get one more chance. Yeah. Or, or maybe there's more after this. Who knows? But if Melo had just been done... You know, that would have been a weird way to end. Yeah. Was for, a, for, a, for a Hall of Fame career, it would have been. It would have been the Allen Iverson exit, which, yeah. you know, has yeah, kind of stuck stinks. with him throughout his retirement. Uh, so, yeah, it's good that Melo gets another shot. I'm excited. You know, he's going to get some great PEs. He's going to be there in Portland right next to Jordan Brand. They're going to hook him up with some sweet stuff. <laughs> so it's all going to work out good. The question I thought was good from Sean Hyken, who says, is he going to be able to wear number seven with the Blazers? They haven't had anybody wear seven since Brandon Roy, right. except for Mo Williams, who tried to wear seven, showed up at the press conference. Everybody's like, no, what no, are you no, doing? No, no. You cannot yeah. wear seven, Mo Williams. It's a little different with Mello. I mean, he's been out of the league. He's not at the peak of his powers, but still, go he's well known f- as a seven. Go back to 15? Like the- isn't, That's what I would isn't think. Isn't 15 retired by the Blazers? Am I crazy? I'm trying to look don't it know. up right now. Don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe he'll wear 77, like the donk. 15 is retired, yeah. Larry Steele. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was Larry Steele, but I thought it was retired. So, so I wonder if they, I mean, are they going to retire Brandon Roy then? Or just, is it going to be like, because. It just might be one of those. Yeah, I, well, let's I let's wait the, a few years. I yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he should do number seven, though. No, I don't. Don't, think don't do that, Melo. No. Pick a new number. You can't do 15. Don't do seven. What did he wear? 57. Sure. 22. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, do another number. What does he wear at the Olympics? Number 15. eight. 15. Oh, he's 15 for yeah. that, too. We were, we, Trey and I were talking about it on the ride in. Give Larry Steele a call. <laughs> I'm sure he's yeah. fine with it. Is he alive? Don't know. <laughs> don't even know who he is. Apparently, he wore number 15, though. 
yeah. I believe some, he's alive. Some, some teams, I'm not sure if the Blazers do, allow guys to wear the jerseys they've retired. Hey, hey Larry, Larry Steele had that. a great nickname. I know, I just Man saw of it. Steel? <laughs> it's pretty badass. Can you This is the only NBA podcast where the guys are talking about Larry Steele. I guarantee you that. I don't think you're going to get Larry Steele's number. Because, for, I'm just looking it up now, he only had eight seasons in the NBA. Yep. Career averages of eight points. So, wow. he must have some sort of other... Just a great, you know, broader meaning to the people there in Portland for <laughs> them sure. to retire his number. I only played 600 games. Hey, he led the league in steals one year. <laughs> Larry Steele, <laughs> S-T-E-A-L. <laughs> this is amazing. I love this guy. He's 70 years old. He's still kicking it. Yeah, this is great. I can't wait for the Who Wants Some Trivia episode all uh, about Larry Steele. I mean, he won, a, he won a title. Yeah, that's so probably why. Yeah, I'm sure he yeah. was helping out uh, Bill Walton there. Anyway, okay, so we'll find out. What number, Mello? When's he going to play? He probably, like, do you think he plays on Saturday? Probably that's a quick Why not? Joining Why him not? on the road trip. Is he? So, yeah. so, I, so it's going to be Saturday or in Monday. In San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> or Monday in Houston. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. Let's keep him moving here. Some other things happening in the association. The Knicks, guys, we learned that they would go 82-0 if they played the Mavs every night. New York improved to just 3-9 overall, but 2-0 against the Mavericks this season with the 106-103 victory at MSG last night. It was Chris Tapp's Porzingis' first game back at the Garden since the Knicks traded him. But Marcus Morris Sr., got to throw the senior in there, spoiled the return thanks to a go-ahead three with 13 seconds remaining. What did you think about the, uh, the kind, warm reception <laughs> MSG gave Porzingis first off? Uh, that was the most uh, active I've seen the Knicks fans there for a while. They actually got into something. They had a reason Told to... Told you it was their Super Bowl. Yeah, uh... You know, it was to be expected, of course. They were always going to boo him and jeer him and try to get him off his game. But Pussing has had a reasonable game. You know, had a nice dunk and uh, hit a couple of shots. Could have done a little bit more, but yeah. the Knicks... Tried posting up there late. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Not That wasn't great, but uh, <laughs> Marcus Morris was, you know, their best player because the thing... I can't believe the Knicks won this game. They have made, they make so many basic fundamental errors just with the ball. Bad, turn, bad passes, sloppy passes, turnovers, and just careless. They just don't take care of the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Luca in that third period where he had his little hot patch where he hit, I think, 11 points in a row, I thought, this is, this is the thing. Someone like Doncic is just going to come in here and just take this game away from the Knicks because they can't take care of the ball. Yeah. They, they don't s- have a point guard. Uh, they, uh, no, they don't well, have a real point guard. No, that's is, right, is a real, real one. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a fun game. Fun game. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was a close game heading into the fourth, and we're like, here we go. It's yeah, going to be a was, blast. It, was, it just seemed like good-natured booing to me. Like, you looked at all <laughs> the faces of the Knicks fans who were screaming at Chris Tapp's Porzingis, and they're all grinning ear to ear to be able to do it. And then when uh, Chris Tapp's flops on Julius Randle's drive late in the fourth quarter, they went crazy because Randle just threw him to the ground. What are you doing, Chris Tapp's Porzingis? You're the tallest guy almost in the league. You're the tallest guy out there. Just stand up straight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a great moment. The KP sucks chant was great. It looked like a fun night to be a Knicks fan, which is something you don't say very often these days. I speak from experience, Tess. Uh, you can speak to this as well. When your team sucks, and I say this as a Raptors fan, and they sucked for a long time, and the whole Vince Carter debacle, and he gets traded. When he would come back as a member of the Nets, it's fun as hell to boo him. <laughs> It was fun because Oops. your team sucks, and you know eighty of the other games that year are 
basically a wash. They're boring. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe we can uh, stick in this game. It's like, oh, yeah, we got something to rally together and make some noise about. And they only get it once, even. That's yeah, the crazy yeah, right, part, right. too, with right. the Western Conference. Exactly. So uh, I understand it's, uh, you know, it's cathartic. It's fun. It's also just straight up fun to boo someone that you think has done you wrong. <laughs> I'm saying, again, as a Raps fan that booed Vince mercilessly, uh, and then he would shut us up every time and hit game winners <laughs> and dunk all over us. But uh, the Knicks came out on top in this one. So it's a win-win. You got the boom, and then uh, your team somehow pulled it out. And you've got so much drama going on with your front office and your coaching staff, and this basically saves David Fisdale's job oh, yeah. again. So I don't know. Maybe the Knicks can just convince themselves they're playing Kristaps Porzingis every time they have a home game, <laughs> win every home game, and Fisdale will just stay for the rest of the season. Fisdale looked like a young buck when he was hired by the New York Knicks. Looks like he's aged <laughs> a ton. It's like being president, is it? He's got he's got a scruffy beard. I don't know if he feels like he's not going to work every day like Jay Skeets. Doesn't have to be on TV, but he's just <laughs> like, I'm growing this beard. Maybe I don't know because he's solemn every day because he just doesn't doesn't feel good. Feels like he's dead inside, but he doesn't feel right. Uh, looking at a non-slick David Fisdale. Maybe this win makes him shave and feel better. But um, it's a little easy when you got uh, you're an assistant coach and you got LeBron and Wade and Bosch, and <laughs> you just have to. Sit on the side and say, hey, guys, yeah, keep doing, keep doing that stuff. Keep doing that stuff. It's great. <laughs> yeah, you know that play where you came down, you threw that oop over your head yeah. to the trailing guy? Yeah, yeah, do more of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. As far as Porzingis goes, yeah, he's, he's not awesome right now. He's not the all-star that, that was for the New York Knicks, yeah. that made the all-star game for the New York Knicks in, in 2017-18, but he hasn't been playing for 20 months. Mm-hmm. That makes sense that right. he's, not, he's not 23 a game. He's still 18 and 8. It's not bad. I think people are ripping on Porzingis for just because I guess he's a New York Nick and people really want to see. I guess, I mean, he's just not as good, but I don't know. I, I think he'll get back to that level. He's never, he was never really a post player, and that was kind of gross yesterday. But he can, he's, he, I, I think he just needs to get his, his legs. It's 10 games, not to give him an excuse, but I, th- I think and I hope we'll see a, a 7 3 guy who's got such a unique skill set be better. Fun win. Again, for the Knicks, with Marcus Morris hitting five threes. The Knicks hit 13 threes on the night. They shot 13 of 30. You know, that's a really solid percentage, of course, from distance. That helped in the win. A couple of those just felt like home run threes, though. Bobby Porter. (laughs) I mean, I was obviously watching this game, but I'm doing some work as well, getting ready for this show and watching some of the other games on League Pass. And it's like, there was a stretch where every time I looked up at the game, at the Knicks game, it it was like in Marcus Morris's hands and he was like running the offense. And I'm like... Yeah. That's not a good sign. I mean, and like, again, he, he delivered last night. Kudos to him. But that's scary. Yeah. When he is your, like, go-to possibly best offensive oh, player. He's, he's because, like, and, and Randall had a decent game, 17-10. and 10, He shot pretty well last night. But, like, it's so weird that that's, like, those are the two guys. Well, the first, <laughs> yeah. first it's yes. really strange. <laughs> Confirmed. The first four or five minutes of that fourth quarter was awful basketball. Doncic was on the bench and Porzingis, too, and, and I think Morris was, too. No one could score. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is awful and ugly. Ugh. What, about, what about the guy they got for Kristaps Porzingis, Dennis Smith Jr., hitting a shot in the second quarter down seven. They're down seven, and he celebrates over with Spike Lee, hugs Spike Lee. <laughs> Come on. Again, it's their Super Bowl. He had a great yeah. game. I mean, he had come back, obviously, from some tragedy in his life. Maybe it was uh, cathartic for him. Who knows? But uh, it, Mitchell Robinson was great for the Knicks, I will say that, doing yep. his part, 7 of 8. And, you know, a lot of those just the lob variety. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool to get the uh, – I saw you tweeting, Lee, the uh, really Lu- first Lucas' first oh, MSG yeah. moment when he was – 
when he caught fire there with the step back threes. Yeah, was he, I think it was pretty uh, fun. I think that's it. he only hit those three threes for the game, but they were all in a row there. He had those eleven points, and he, I mean, he's had another triple double last night. Just yeah. a casual triple double um, with thirty points. Oh no, he, he's yeah. he's just awesome to watch. He's so much fun to watch. Some of his passes as well. Like he's got a real laser on him. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know what? I'd like to say this about one pass, okay? Because I saw the NBA to tweeting the, this to out. the Pozingas. No, the, well, oh. uh, the what? What was? Who did he pass it to? Uh, he yeah. went around his back to the corner. I think it was. And 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 like the you know the videos are like, can you believe the vision yeah. on this guy? It was it's like Finney Smith. It was or... a garbage pass. Yeah. <laughs> it was a horrible pass. I'm not kidding. It was, was Finney like, Smith or, or Hardaway Jr. I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like it wasn't a good pass, even though he went behind his back. There was first off, it, yeah. you didn't really need to, and then it like. The guy had to reach out and grab it, then reset. Like, relax, okay? He makes amazing <laughs> passes. You don't have to pick a bad pass just because the guy went behind his back. No, um, if you like one thing, you have to like everything the exact same amount. That's how it works uh, on the internet. I like rebounds, mm-hmm. man. I like, I like rebounds. Oh, but he's also, Honestly, ever since you mentioned that, I can't stop watching rebound my highlights. Man. I'm a rebound boy. He's on the rise, though, now, so everyone's in love with him. It's I know, like, it's I like know, when I'm Steph, just... you know, when the Warriors were, were, were on their rise. Everyone loves you until you get too good, and then everyone's like, oh, this guy, we hate him now. <laughs> I guess I've already turned. But, uh, no, I just think there's a bit of a reach with that clip. Yeah, Thank God you didn't tweet that video. No, no, that would have been so angry. Did you angry. see the one I did tweet from Jokic? Oh, I sure did. Now, now we're talking, baby. That's now a that's pass. a pass. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You got Thanks. some. Yeah. You got uh, quality control with you. Is what I like about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? I wasn't being. <laughs> I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's hard sometimes because you see a few other people have tweeted out something. You can't then tweet it out yourself. You got to let them run with it. Well, look. As long as we're complimenting each other on video <laughs> tweets, Tass, that was a great tweet. Chris Tass Porzingis is forgetting which locker room he's supposed oh, to go into. Great tweet, Tass. Well tweeted. Nice. I would like. To, I'd like to say, well, great tweet by you, Trey. With uh, nice collage of the hats to bring it back to Mellow for a second. Yeah, that was quick. Thank you very much. Did you have that ready? Quick. Did you have a chambered? Uh, no, I just knew it was out there, to be honest with you. I looked for the Google images. Let me take you behind the tweets. Yeah. Look for the Google images. Little blurry. Looked at the Twitter images. Crystal clear. And Skeets, just to go full circle, I did love seeing <laughs> I did love seeing that poll about Carmelo Anthony, man. <laughs> Engagement. It's great. Oh, man. Go behind the tweets. Behind I, think, the, I think there's a podcast I right think there's there. a podcast <laughs> behind the tweets where we get people on the phone and, and ask them to take us through their, uh, yeah. their process of how they got yeah, that. We don't want to hear about your long-form stories that no. you wrote. 140 to 200. 80 characters. Tell us how you got there. Oh, I love mm. it. Behind the tweet. All right. Uh, finally, from last night, guys, Paul George made his LA debut, scored 33 points, but it wasn't enough as the Kawhi-less Clippers fell to the Pelicans 132-127. This was the one that I was watching on League Pass while I was trying to sort of watch the Knicks game. I kept my eye on this one. Um, what did you think of Paul George? He said he thought he was terrible, despite... <laughs> Despite putting up 33 in limited minutes, this guy was in foul trouble. He only played 24 minutes, I think. Um, what did you think? I, I thought he looked fine for a guy coming back off double shoulder surgery. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he's got su- such a uh, silky smooth game. Like he just he just cruises along out there. Who's he remind you of a little bit? Hmm. Yeah. He's got a McGrady, McGrady vibe to him, how he moves. Uh, On the other side, Jason Tatum's trying to beat Paul George in a, in a perfect mm, world. Sure. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's that's. Oh that's, my god, I got Lee oh thinking boy. here. He's leaning back. He's His head is up to the ceiling. <laughs> leaning Lee Ellis is here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't know who he, who he reminds me of because he, he's um he's very athletic. We know. Oh, that's yeah, right. And, and and he's very fast, but he doesn't sort of no, hit that no, high gear very mm-hmm. often. No, smooth. Yeah, and slithery. Yeah, yeah, slithery is a great one for him. Um, <laughs> hmm. Was Paul George at all slithery? 
and Paul George. Mo- sorry, sorry. <laughs> Paul Shears. Sorry. Oh, later on hey, when, when his athleticism it. sort of declined a little, he was very effective at getting to his shot. But okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't have anything, so I'm trying to no, throw I know, I know. It's a, it's a good one. I, I, I can't think of it. Because usually guys sort of explode, and, and Paul George doesn't do that, but he's, he, he gets where he needs to go. You're, you're right about that. You're right about that. Let's hear from you guys out there. Tweet at us, at NoDunkSync. Trey Tass, what do you, what do you think? Were you, um, despite the loss, and we can get into that. We can talk Pelicans if you want to, but uh, about Paul George specifically. There was a lot of speculation about the fact that he might be heavier right now, and I was glad to see his bare arms because his arms did look like they had a little bit less definition, but he was taking bumps on the shoulders. He was putting his shoulder into guys, That's which is right, something right. exciting to see if you're coming off double shoulder surgery, but it's also good that he is so slithery because there are a lot of times when he's in the lane and he's able to kind of just squeeze around a guy and get a shot up to the rim. He might have felt terrible. He probably didn't have his lungs or his legs underneath yeah. him, but uh, that was an encouraging start. It would have just been nice that the Clippers played defense. You don't lose the slitheriness, I guess. He looked awesome to score the way he did. Uh, defense, he stunk, as Doc Rivers said at postgame. Mm-hmm. They, they just didn't know what they were doing. But at the end, uh, Drew Holiday was just stealing the ball from oh, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was cool to watch because Drew Holiday is a special player on the defensive end. He's, he's one of the guys you can just pay attention to and watch on the defensive end and have a great time. He's got some defensive highlights. That being said, he hasn't started all that well, but he had a, a best game of his season, 36 and six steals. And so the Clippers fall to seven and five. Uh, Not a sexy record. They're 0-3 well, no, they're, they're without yeah, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, and they had no Beverly. That's going to be something to watch because we talked about it last year when the, Clip, or the Raptors were still good when he was out, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a big deal. And we kept yeah. telling you over and over again, it's not a big deal because the Raptors keep winning these games when he's not playing. It'll become a big deal if, they, if the team is losing games when load management Kawhi is happening. Yeah, that'll change when Paul George gets some games and sure. when Patrick Beverly also plays because yeah. he, he yeah. wasn't playing in this and one. Shemet, and Landry Shamet's yeah. out as well. So they're, they're missing a few players. No excuses, though, for the Clippers. They should, they should be able to beat the Pelicans, who we know are struggling. Well, yeah, I don't know why they didn't start Big Z if it's a Zubats because they got killed on the boards. Mm-hmm. Derek Favors had a 20-rebound game. Yeah, 20-20. Yeah, 19 offensive rebounds. So they had some holes in that defense. I, see, that's the thing. They'll be fine on that end. Okay. They're too good. Um, it was nice to see MVP Drew. Remember David Griffin was talking up <laughs> Drew Holiday in the offseason saying, this guy could do like a little Steve Nash thing here where he maybe wins MVP. Okay, that's not happening, but you said it, Taz. He had struggled shooting the ball this year. He had a little breakout game there. Got Woe Boy last night. Mm. Little bit, uh, 36 points, 12 of them coming in the uh, final like 420 of the game. Like He, he did take over that game, which was nice too because it was a close game. Nice to see, obviously you said Derek Favors 2020. Frank Jackson? Frank Jackson's got one of my favorite names slash looks Frank combos. Jackson, yeah. he's, he's got a unique look to me. He's handsome, I think. Handsome Frank Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he, the, he's he, the new Rick Fox. He had, uh, oh, nice one. Pretty good. Nice he had call. 23 points off the bench for the Pelicans. and He's been playing pretty well this yeah, season. Yeah. And uh, Jackson Hayes, man. Yeah. That guy puts up highlights even when he's not finishing plays. He had a couple where he couldn't finish the dunk. Uh, or, you know, the oop or whatever, the putback, but uh, still He's out there. freaking entertaining. Yeah. That guy is super athletic. He also has a unique look. Oh, yeah. He's got some <laughs> cool-looking dudes on the Pelicans. Yeah, the girls, I was watching the highlights this morning, the girls were loving Jackson Hayes for sure. Wow, mm-hmm. dreamboat Jackson Hayes, eh? <laughs> that's He's right. A, just handsome like, Frank Jackson. They like a bouncy Jackson hair. Jackson Any Hayes. sort of bouncy hair they're in on. That's why my hair is long. They love Kobe White, so, uh, you know, you, right. you got the flow. 
Yeah, it, he does have the uh, sort of, um, I guess it was Robin Lopez mm-hmm. sort of look going with the curls, the bounce. I've got a bit of a Paul George comparison. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, my man. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Hayes. From the shooting standpoint, this guy could just sort of get where he wanted to and get his shot up. It's Alan Houston. He was also known as Smooth. Okay. You know, okay. just okay. defensively, Paul George is, uh, is better than Alan Houston was, but uh, Alan Houston. For me, interesting. I, I <laughs> yeah. can't. I can't picture in my head like Alan Houston sort of uh, like creating his own shot. I know he must have. Yeah, he, did. he scored a lot, but yeah. I just. I guess I just think of him more as. Uh, I just remember the floater, the yeah, one floater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, and just as being such a smooth shooter, like in a more yeah. of a spot up situation. But okay. I yeah. like it. Think about it for another half hour. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I'll look at the tape and I'll get back to you. Uh, you know what? You want to do a Saturday podcast where we Let's talk about it. Alan Houston uh, and comparisons to. to Paul George? <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, good Pelicans win, and they're just you know they're you know, they don't have a lot of wins right now. Got off to a rough start, but they're 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 in most of these games. They're competitive games, and you know once they get that that uh, little Zion Williamson injection back into this roster. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be fun to see see them on some of these national games. Hopefully, and he's back, and hopefully that's uh, you know early Decemberish maybe. We talked about the Clippers being shorthanded. The Pelicans were shorthanded too last Big time. Yeah. yeah, no, no Ingram. Uh, oh yeah, no ball, no yeah. heart. <clears throat> right, exactly. Okafor as it's well. Like with you know half their good players right yeah. there. Yeah, so uh, they're just holding on for dear life right now, but it's still still so early. All right, let's get to worst of the week, ladies and gentlemen. The worst of the week. There were some decent nominees, like Dion Waiters, of course, and yeah. the New York Knicks, but then the Knicks won, and I didn't want to anger Lee's bosses. So, we're going to flip it. Let's do a little best of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the best of the week. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Positive peak. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good things happening in this league as well. Runner-up, Yanni Stetskumpo, his brother, Thanasis. Is also a member of the Milwaukee Bucks, but Thanasis hasn't been playing much with the big club, so he was sent to the G League to play for the Wisconsin Herd on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, Yanis gathered the rest of the fam. His mom came, and I believe one of his brothers did too, to take in Thanasis' game. Even though it's an off day, he should be putting his legs up, but he's a good bro like that. Mm-hmm. But the winner of Best of the Week is Dwight Howard. Personally, it's taken me this long into the season to fully buy into the Dwight Howard resurgence. For several years, I'd say from about 2015 to 2018, many of us embraced the Dwight Howard comeback only to be disappointed in the end. It felt so hopeless. That last season when he was in Washington, no one even t- was tempted to believe in Dwight Howard. But now, I'm ready to bite because Dwight is doing it on the court and he's doing it off it too. This week, on a Lakers Instagram post, a random fan commented, trade Kentavious Caldwell Pope Dwight's teammate. Dwight jumped into the defense of his teammate in the comments replying, y'all need to kill the KCP noise. He is a Laker and we don't do that. Let's uplift each other. Come on bro we all a family. It's a new Dwight baby. And when Harrison Fagan of Lakers SBN asked him why defending his teammate was important for him Dwight declared in a very very long winded answer but I can feel he meant it. He said because we're a family, Harrison Sabin of Lakers SBN. He didn't say that. We talk about Lakers Nation. We talk about winning a championship, and we need everybody on the same page. KCP is my teammate. He's my brother, and he's part of this family. We don't talk bad about nobody that's on our team. We're going to need KCP to win this championship, and I don't think it's right for anybody to wish any type of harm or any type of danger on my teammate. Of course there's going to be nights where guys miss shots, miss layups, but we need to set a standard. If we want to win a championship... 
Everybody has got to have that same championship mentality. And I've got more to say, Harrison Sabin of Lakers SBN. We've got to be on the same page. If we're on the same page as an organization and as a fan base and as a team, there's nothing that we can't accomplish. I don't really like anybody talking about my brother like that. We shouldn't do that. The fans should not do that. We're together in this. If we win, everybody wins. That's just how I look at it. Yeah. Dwight. Your winner, best of the week, because he's back, baby, Brotherly in a major love. way. And yeah. I, I do forget when he's talking about a championship and all that. You think, you immediately think, do you know about championships, Dwight Howard? <laughs> he got to a final. He's had some success in this league. And uh, I think it's partly because he's just bought in again, but also the, the LeBron Anthony Davis effect. Mm-hmm. Um, just having that locker room in order. Best of the week, Dwight Howard. Congratulations. All right, we got the pun gun still. We've got Tweet of the Night, but first, I'd hand it over to the sneakerhead, Trey Kirby here. You guys are my friends. Have you ever wondered how to get the hottest new sneakers, the ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer? You guessed it. StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags with StockX. It's all about transparency. Now, you can shop smarter than ever. Gotta be smart, guys. You use that real-time market data for everything on the site so you can rest easy knowing you're never going to be overpaying for shopping on StockX. You can even cop some really hype pieces on retail. I was looking earlier this morning, Tess. There's a Supreme Rawlings Catcher's Mask for under retail. What better way to celebrate a Rounders Championship than with a hundred dollar <laughs> hundred bucks? That's not mask. bad. Exactly well, I right. It was be way more. Yeah. Ryan Sutton will be styling out there, wearing a Supreme Catcher's mask with the Rounders. Even matches the red and black yeah. of the Rounders. I don't know. You might want to cop it, Tassie. Throw it out there. If you want in on all the hype, Tass, check out StockX slash B-ball. Probably stands for basketball, but in this case, <laughs> it could stand for baseball. <laughs> So check that out for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's StockX slash B-B-A-L-L. Check it out today. Might be a little heavy playing catcher in a beer league situation where you don't need to wear a catcher's mask. I was going to say, do they wear a catcher's mask? Nah. (laughs) Well, there's probably not a rule saying you can't. That's a good point. Right, safety first. That's a good point. Hey, sometimes there are plays at the plate. It would be fun to throw off that catcher's mask (laughs) and get up there. But you wouldn't want to throw it because it costs so much. So you sort of just take it off and just gently put it down on That's like a little flex towel. It, man, if it's something expensive and you don't care about it, people are like, ooh, this ooh, guy is a ball. And no yeah. wonder they're the champs. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> All right, JD, up in Bowmanville, my man, let's fire the pun gun. It's pun gun time. <laughs> know if it's all the roman ads i've been hearing or maybe skeets comparing wedgies to male genitalia on yesterday's show but i woke up this morning with dick on the brain so let me hear your nba penis puns like oh my goodness <laughs> oh boy. pricky rubio oh man. Uh, penis canta good one uh, are we is, is any genitalia okay? Because I'm thinking about Sack Levine. <laughs> Dick Bavetta. <laughs> Dick Bavetta. <laughs> Rodney Hood. Oh, good nice. job. Good job. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have a, I, Matt Boner. Boner. Uh, a classic. I have a term in my head and I can't find the player's name. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I'm I have Shaft t- in my head. Help me out. Erection <laughs> Pitakowski. <laughs> Uh, Joe Dingalingles Utah Jizz (laughs) What? 
Oh, boy. Uh, uh, Willie Colley Stein. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Rod Strickland. Oh. Tyler Johnson. Nice. Rod Ramrod. <laughs> oh. Dick Nowitzki. Uh, Dick Bavetta. He's already been said. Uh, what about Dick Bavetta? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to you in half an hour. Oh, wow. Wow, great stuff. Great stuff. Man, there's not a player's name that rhymes with Shaft. Uh, Shaft O'Neill. Shaft O'Neill. That's yeah. a bit of a stretch, but yeah. Shaft Ahibrahim. What's his name? Sharif. Sharif. Yeah. Yeah, no. Shaft O'Neill. I should have went with that. <laughs> All right. Good one, JD, for a Friday. So perfect. Uh, JD, you have the honor of Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Last night at a party held for season ticket holders of the Orlando Magic, uh, they unveiled their new city jerseys. Their anthracite, is that a word? Gray? Anthracite gray? Sure. First time I've ever said that word in my life. With orange lettering that simply says ORL across the front. Uh, they're going to wear them on the court for the first time on over Thanksgiving weekend against the Raptors. Uh, fans on Twitter were pretty, what's the word? meh about them here's a couple of reactions still thinking about how the orlando magic had the opportunity to implement an actual orange on their new jerseys and failed to do so that's from bearded yankee Mm. uh we got i like the magic jerseys but i don't love them the orange isn't as big a factor as i'd hoped and the real lou lucian said just make the jerseys orange come on (laughs) Mm. I don't know. I kind of like them, but uh, let's ask our resident orange connoisseur, Trey Kirby. Are they orange enough? They're not orange enough. I 100% agree. The shade of orange is purple. Or is purple. <laughs> <laughs> the shade of orange is perfect. I love that shade of orange when it's a little bit on the redder side rather than the yellow side. Okay. I'm wearing a super orange sweater right now, and to be honest with you, it's a little too yellow for my taste. Okay. That being said, I feel like this is a trial balloon to say... Are Orlando Magic fans okay with orange being in their jerseys? Apparently they are. So you start with the gray, almost black, and orange, very Halloween looking, but you're keeping orange as an accent color, which is usually a smart move. So maybe next year they go to white and orange, which has an even more NASA look. And then the year after that, orange and white. Uh, If they can nail that color every single time, I think they'll just get oranger and oranger. It's kind of like when the Heat started with their Miami Vice jerseys. They went black with the teal and pink, then they worked their way to white, and then suddenly they're wearing pink jerseys. Yeah. So we'll get the orange soon enough. I, I do love the fireball or the magic ball logo that looks like a fireball. I, I saw um, Josh Robbins of The Athletic. He had an article up on the on these jerseys, and I didn't know this. Um, but in 1986, a, te- a Name the Team contest for the potential NBA expansion there uh, in Orlando yielded the terms juice and oranges. So I sure. Mean, so... You know, this is what they're uh, they're alluding to here, of course. Uh, the citrus state. Is that the thing? Wait, did I just make that up? Uh, I think they are the orange oh, okay, state, aren't okay. they? That's I started yeah. saying it. I was like, is it? Yeah, all right. Let's see on the license sure. plates at least. Um, but juice. Juice uh, is sort of cool. The Orlando juice. Yeah, I mean, it's different. You <laughs> know the magic. Are, <laughs> yeah, maybe oh, that's yeah, why they yeah, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it was prior to, you know, OJ was beloved at the time, <laughs> <laughs> the, time the magic came into being. <laughs> But, you know, dodged a bullet on that one, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll have the, the Magic are going to be wearing orange jerseys. Hawks are going to have peaches on their jerseys. What's the next fruit? Who's going to be the bananas, Lee? 
Ooh. Pacers? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, He's starting to lean back and look to the ceiling again. All right, we'll check in on Tuesday. Who could be the banana? Who's going to respect the banana? I mean, who has the most yellow in their well, jerseys? The Jazz, the Lakers. The Lakers. Ja, yeah, Lakers. Yeah. Sort of a gold yellow. The Los Angeles The Warriors bananas. have those gold mm. yellows. Yeah. The, the Los Angeles Bananas. <laughs> As if it's going to change their name. <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's hear what you guys think. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. All right, guys. Today's Pick'em is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that said Jason Maxfield would make an all-star game before Danny Granger. I think I still owe you money for that one, Tassie. Mm -hmm. I'll pay up through the Cash App, which, by the way, does a lot more than just that. Cash App also comes with the Cash Card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. You can get discounts off your entire purchase at places like DoorDash, Whole Foods, Target, and etc. Check this. We're also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for the Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you instantly receive 10 bucks, but Cash App will also donate 10 bucks to the ACLU. If you're down with defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the U.S., sign up for the Cash App and help us help them. The promo code is NODUNKS when you download Cash App from the App Store and or Google Play Store today. Pick them. Results. Thursday's game. Mavericks. Knicks. You're welcome, Lee. You're welcome, my friend. I think you were trying to throw Trey under the bus here because no. you, you took him with you the night before and then... Uh... I convinced you to come with me last <laughs> did, night to jump on the Knicks bandwagon. It was the Super Bowl. And it's not a comfortable thing, though, when you got the Knicks and you're trying to cover. Even though it was a close oh. game, you're just like, they could easily, like they did against Chicago the other night, be down 20. And two I, 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 I tweeted <laughs> heading into the fourth quarter, it's going to go one of two ways here for the Knicks. So they're either going to win on a buzzer beater, which was sort of close with the Marcus Morris 3, or they're going to lose by 15. That's always how it is. Hey, did them. you see that play where they had, the, the Mavs had one-tenth of a second to go? They were, the Knicks were still up by four, and you're like, okay, at least the Knicks are going to get another clean possession up four points, and Dwight Powell scores off it. Yeah, he tipped it home. Oh, man. And the right call, either. It was, it's yeah. Straight it was, tip. Yeah, yeah it was flying, man. Oh, that ball yeah. was so high in the air. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. But, yes, yeah, so the Knicks the Knicks covered because they won. Uh, the Mavs were favored by seven and a half. That's a loss for Tass and Trey. Lee leads the month of November, six and four record. Tass and I are five and five, Trey four and six. So it's very close. What's tonight's game? The Rockets at home to the Indiana Pacers. And I just saw the officials are Ken Maurer, Nick Buchert, and Leon Wood. Mm. Let's go back to our pun gun there for a second. We forgot that name. Uh, the, the Rockets are favored by seven and a half. That's a heck of a line. Uh, what? Initially, I think that's smaller because the Pacers have been playing pretty well. Yeah, but I, but I saw Schumann well actually you on Twitter because you were saying, look, look, the Pacers have really put some uh, a string of wins together here. Yeah, they're 7-1 and one in their last eight games. And then Schumann well actually was... Yeah, they've played nobody of note. Right, right. Um, but here they go, here playing right. a team of note because mm. the Houston Rockets, despite being battered around the uh, the Twitter sphere, they are 8-3, and three, and so 7.5 at home. Lee, why don't you go first? Yeah, being in the I'm lead. Just thinking Miles Turner is still out for the Pacers. Oh yeah, uh, Sabonis has been balling for them. Um, I think they can cover that. Okay, I'm going to take the Pacers. I think they uh, they cover that. They margin. either they either win or cover. Okay. Yes. Anyone else want to jump in? Yeah, I'll jump in. I, the Rockets have won five straight, but when they play a team that they don't believe is a championship contender, mm. like mm. those Indiana Pacers. 
Uh, I don't think they're going to come out and bat them around. I think they win by not by seven and a half. I'll take the Pacers. I've been getting killed on the lines lately. I feel like I've been getting. I mean, last night I was off on the on the maps, no doubt. But uh, I've messed I've messed up a lot. We're getting the win and then losing the line. That's a the all time killer. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. I'm sure that'll happen tonight. I'll go with the Rockets. Whatever. They've won five straight. They've been playing pretty well. <sighs> I'm not convinced though. Uh, hasn't Brogdon played Harden pretty well in the past? Um, if he gets that matchup, but then you're asking Brogdon to do a whole lot offensively. He's delivering, by the way. This guy is balling out. Uh, he's proving me wrong a little bit here early in the season. I am also, though, going to go with the Rockets. I am. I'm going to go with the Rockets uh, to cover that. So Rockets got to win by eight for Trey and I to get the W. Otherwise, Tass and Lee. Good luck. Everyone enjoy that Friday night game. All right. Before we go here, before we say goodbye to this week, let's end with a little rapid fire fun. First question comes from Mike in sunny old Melbourne. He writes, My wife has a car that may have been the last produced before the Bluetooth AUX stereos were standard, so she's stuck listening to the radio, which she's more than happy with, or CDs. When going on a long drive, I like to get old school and make a mix of CDs for the trip. And throughout the disc, I like to sneak in some of the drops you use, especially you heard it here first. My friends think I'm nuts still making up mixed CDs, but I kind of love it still. My question for you is, what is something you can't let go of that may be deemed too old to do nowadays? Skeets. Watch wrestling, I guess. Mm. But I, I consume wrestling very oddly. Um, I will I will sometimes watch a pay-per-view. Okay, so that that's the me actually watching wrestling. But then I only really consume it through Renee Young tweets mm. or Instagram <laughs> stories. And a podcast that I love, uh, The Masked Band Show, part of the Ringer Network, uh, David Shoemaker. I listen to almost basically every podcast of that wrestling show, and it sort of keeps me up to date. I don't even watch it. I'm not watching all of these hours of wrestling with all these, especially with like the AEW now, but I know sort of what's going on. You're a casual fan. but great. Yeah, yeah. Um, When they're in Atlanta here, you've been down there as well? I've gone to the event. That's right. You really got into it. You were freaking out. <laughs> you were like an eight-year-old. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, a lot of orange talk. Have you seen this guy in All Elite AEW named Orange Cassidy? He comes out. He's wearing like uh, shades. He's got d- tight jeans on, a tight jean jacket. He keeps his hands in his pockets the entire time. His <laughs> offense is just coming over and giving like a little love tap kick. Just a love tap kick. I and then he's him. like jumping off the things, keeping his hands in his pockets the whole time. Every one of his moves, he has his hands in his pockets. No reaction on his face. He is hilarious. Oh, that is very, very yeah, funny. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> but I, but I, anytime I do fire up the pay-per-view, like uh, find an illegal stream on my laptop, Doris, like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you watching? Because she'll always like look over too, and then oh, yeah, yeah. And, like she's like, "What?" That's actually a great answer happening? for what do you, you do when this? your significant other is out of town. I'm deep in the wrestling game. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. when you do it. <laughs> We've watched a few wrestling events together. Awesome. We watch the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, WrestleMania, WrestleMania baby. <laughs> <It does. laughs> I still love the printed newspaper. Oh yeah, cozy on up with the paper. Yeah, it's great. It is great. Support your local newspapers. And it's also great for my compost afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) But what about the carbon to get it to your house, Tess? Well, it's a fair question. (laughs) Very fair question. Those browns? Are those browns? Oh, those are big browns. (laughs) So I get the NYT. (laughs) That's a big, big paper. Even on the weekend, they have like eight different like supplements and that that you pull out. Well, it's just their actual sections. So there's there's right, no flyer. Okay. There's no uh, additional flyers or anything. There's okay. a mag in there. There's a mag. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll read that, baby. Trey. Uh, for me, it's mock turtlenecks, you know? 
They were big time in the 90s. Uh, my dad wore them all the time. Michael Jordan wore them all the time. I still wear them. My sweater right now is a mock turtleneck. Thankfully, they make them every single year. They try and convince people mock turtlenecks are coming back. But to this date, it's just me, my dad, and Michael Jordan that wear mock turtlenecks. So if you guys want to hop in, feel free to keep your neck slightly warm. So that's what you're wearing right now you would consider a mock turtleneck. This, to that's... me, would be a mock turtleneck because you're not getting the fold over. Okay, mm. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. It goes it's up. It's mocking. It's mocking. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to fall. Yeah. All right. Okay, great. Okay, next question is also from a fan. It's Jacob in Vancouver. Watching the highlight of Bojan Bogdanovic's game-winning buzzer beater against the Bucks last Friday night, I noticed that after he hits the shot, he runs to Joe Ingles, who has his hands up, and hugs him. I thought it was an interesting reaction because usually teammates run towards you to celebrate when you hit the shot, and instead it made it look like Ingles had hit the shot. I'm curious if you have ever been in a situation where you expected a certain reaction but got one that was completely different instead. Skeets. Grade 9 art class. Our teacher was Mrs. Dodd. All right. She was a a lovely older woman. Uh, Very quirky. A little... A little crazy, (laughs) no doubt. But she's a high school art teacher, so they're they're basically all like that. Um, But anyway... I'm in class. I'm with my buddy Grish and Dub are there, and we're you know we're doing our project. We're painting. <laughs> and Have you just done anything with that? Either your buddy I've Grish. I've known these or guys a long time. <laughs> uh, and we're painting away now. Grisham, you've seen it. You <laughs> were talking. We've got that weird collage he did. Yeah, the guy's I mean, a genius artist. Yeah, well, not really. So he's drawing something or he's painting something, and it's not good. Like we're all laughing at, it. like this is horrible. But he's like, watch this, watch this, charismatic guy. So he goes over to uh, Mrs. Dodd, and he's like, and we're all watching. He's like. She's at her desk, or she's at another desk, and, and he's like, sort of like in her face, like check this out, like you know, so happy, and she's like, this is this is so she's so happy, she's like, oh, it's so great, that's so I love what you're doing, like she's just smiling, loving it. He comes back, he's laughing, we're like, what? That sucks, like, and I'm like drawing, like this is maybe the best painting I've ever done in my life. I swear to God, like it's actually really good for me. I'm not a good you know artist, but it's pretty solid, and it's way better than the hunk of crap Dave just showed her. So I'm like, check this out. So, and I confirmed this with the guys last night just to make sure I had this story straight, but sort of like this giant desk we're sitting at right now, she was at one end, and I just decided to like sort of like slide across the desk on my butt with the painting, um, sort of like as if you were like sliding across the hood of a car. Yeah, right. And so like I, I just add a little like flair to it, yeah. so I slide over my painting in my hand, and I go, shabam! I said shabam for some reason. And she's like, again, she's a really happy woman. She's like, smiley, smiley, smiley. And then she sees my painting and her face just drops. <laughs> Completely hated it. Like, was like, not, like she thought it was the worst drawing in the class. Whoa. It was weird, but I was like. Straight F. Yeah, it was, I couldn't tell if it was because I had the, uh, you know, I was so yeah. dramatic about it. And, or she was just, I caught her at a weird loopy moment. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't expecting her to be so disappointed. I thought she was going to love it because it was pretty damn good. Anyway, I've got a couple other Mrs. Dodd stories. I'll save them for oh, another nice. day. Oh, yeah. she was one of the best. Shabam. Uh, Tass. <laughs> you got to open an art gallery. Yeah. Shabam is so fun to say. <laughs> uh, well, for me, you know, those the, the signed rideshare spots that are uh, really causing problems, like at LAX, yeah. cause a big problem for me at the, uh, the Atlanta Braves' new stadium. I was standing waiting for one, but an Uber came by. My Uber. I was Lyft, actually. I'm a Lyft man. My Lyft came by. I ran to it uh, because it was difficult to get back to that station, uh, to, to the, the pickup spots. It would have been a, a huge U-turn. So I ran to it really quick, and there was a cop who said, who yelled at me. He's like, no, 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 no. 
get back to your station. I said, okay. I was just going after this car. All good. So I literally, I turned around to go back to my stop. He's like, no, come this way. Come around the barrier. So he got, he got right up in my grill. And the, 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 Uber, the Uber and Lyft spots, they are like, they're not easy to get to. No, mm-hmm. no. It's and, 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 and quite often, there's a lot of people traffic. And so I understand why this cop was a little testy. But not only did he tell me to come around the, the crib there, and I said, okay, okay, I'll get there. I called it a crib because it's like a crib barrier that it reminds me of. Uh, and so I, I walked around, but then he gave me another little lip service. And then so I got back. I, I, I did have 1.75 beers in me, so I did get up into his grill like ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he went off a little bit more. There's... Uh, there, everybody's just testy around those those uh, rideshare programs. I totally get it, and uh, a couple of my friends had to come over and and make sure everything was okay because I was talking to this cop for a long period of time and he was he was testy. Wow. I could smell what he had for lunch. He was all <laughs> up in my grill. <laughs> anyway, all good. Try. I've given a lot of hugs where I was going in for a loving move and ended up uh, <laughs> hitting somebody in the face. <laughs> you know, like I don't know, like I would go to cuddle. Laura or something in bed, but my turning over is at the exact same time that she's turning uh, over, so it's like elbows straight into face. It's like, all right, I'm going to give you one last hug before we go to sleep, or I'm going to almost knock you <laughs> senseless yeah. before we go to sleep. Sweet dreams either way. It's <laughs> happened a lot. I, You know, yeah. I feel like I have good control of my limbs in general, but <laughs> if it happens three times in your life, that's probably too many. Yeah, at least yeah. two too many. It was uh, this summer in Madrid when we met up with one of Roxana's friends, and I went in for the hug, and her handbag was dangling over her back. Mm-hmm. And so I just put my hand on her back, but that handbag kind of deflected my hand right onto her butt. Straight away. Hey, oh. I was like, she must think, what are you doing? Right, like, right. Like, she, like, go straight for that? You'd like, never met her before? No, we had met. We had friends, and that was that, that was a thing. I was kind of like, she must think, oh, being a bit creepy yeah, here. It's like, uh, <laughs> this guy's going to want to put the keys in a bowl a little bit later here, isn't he? Did you try and correct it? Did you apologize? What could I do? What could Maybe I do? I, you'll I make it worse. Make a joke of it. I, pretended, of it. I just pretended it didn't happen. But oh. I was like, oh, my God, I just grabbed her on the butt. Man. Like a grab? A I grab mean, it was like, because you, you go in with a hand, and then the deflection comes, and, and it's like it's a firm sort of placement, hand to butt. Oh, okay. Right, okay. you got yeah. caught on the bag. I got caught. Sort of, I got yeah, caught. Yeah, yeah. Unintentional. Wow. Unintentional creepy move. <laughs> Last rapid firing. Guess what? Yep, comes from another fan. This is Pete. So, wow, you did a lot of work this week. <laughs> hey, hey, this is an interactive show. We like to encourage hey, these our were fans. These good questions. Uh, Pete from Brain Nerd in uh, Minnesota. Here, That's I'm a, a what? Tip what? 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 Brain Nerd. There's a place called Brainerd? Apparently so. That's pretty it's, awesome. I think yeah. it's just Brainerd. Oh, Brainerd. <laughs> okay. Brain, Brainerd. It's in Maryland. I don't know, man. It's in Maryland. Uh, Minnesota, it no, says here, because he's a T-Wolves fan. And he says, anyway, anyway, wherever uh, you're from, Pete, great. Brainerd. Thanks for contributing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a T-Wolves fan that never abandoned Wiggins Island. Nice. Sure. While it was tough at times and still isn't perfect, it feels like it's paying off now. What's something basketball-related or not that you've you've stayed on the island of Skeets? This one's easy. Raptors fandom, for sure. Before we moved to Atlanta, uh, there were like what past five or six seasons where the Raptors were winning on average 30 games, and the best part of the season was booing Vince Carter. And we had season tickets with buddies, and we were still going to these games. With a lot, a lot, a lot of losses. There were some dark, dark times there as a Raptors fan, but we stuck with it. Of course, as soon as we moved to Atlanta, they start making the playoffs, start getting good. Smart. But definitely uh, 
never left the island. Always watching the games, uh, whether I was getting angry or not. <laughs> the test definitely seemed a lot more than five or six. Yeah, but, maybe it was, man. I, um, for me, it's Robin Thicke. Uh, Robin Thicke <laughs> was, was great before Blurred Lines. He was really good. He was soulful. But then his divorce from Paula Patton happened. He got it. He sold out. But still, I'll stick with him through the Robin Thicke and Thin. <laughs> <laughs> That's really just why you want to do it. No, I just found it. I just, I just found that pun, my man. <laughs> Call me a brain nerd, but I just found it. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. I'm on Mike Myers Island. It's been 17 years since the last Austin Powers. 27 years. 17 years, years since the last Austin Powers. Oh, two. 27 since Wayne's World, but only 11 since the Love Guru. You know, if Adam Sandler can have a renaissance, I assume Mike Myers will get a chance. I think he's got a Netflix thing coming out. I'll watch an episode, see what happens. Does he still got it? No. I don't know. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he pops up He was in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's but right, you uh, don't. He doesn't look anything like Mike Myers in that. Uh, my guy loves a prosthetic mask or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I might have been watching a lot of Mike Myers for the past seventeen yeah. years, and he just looks like a completely that's different so person. True. Well, he was the host of the Gong Show in, in total character, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was like two for, seasons. He love. He must love just waking up at like two or three in the morning, getting in a makeup chair, right? He must just love it. Because you're right. He's always putting like heavy prosthetic on, yeah. and like that's gonna take hours. Everything gets rebooted. Which is more likely, an Austin Powers reboot or a Wayne's World reboot? Uh, Wayne's World, I think. I think Austin Powers, oddly. Hmm, I don't know. I'm going to go Austin Powers. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll put a poll Just up. Probably Which Austin. would you like to see more in 2020? Austin Powers or Wayne's World? What a question. Wow, great question. All right, that's Rapid Fire. Thanks so much for everyone for writing in those rapid fire questions. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Remember to keep an eye and an ear out for a brand new episode this weekend yes it'll drop likely on sunday morning but you never know you never know so make sure you subscribe to the no dunks podcast feed wherever you download and listen to no dunks we recorded another episode of squad the last time we were drafting our hashtag nba twitter teams well this one we're drafting our all decade teams and that's all i'm gonna say That's all I'm going to say. It was a lot of fun. So check that out this weekend. Guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. And don't forget to rate and review No Dunks Podcast on Apple Podcasts if that is where you download and listen to the show. Five stars only. We love you. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we drafted our all-decade teams. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.